John chapter 9. John chapter 9. Say that again. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. That's my neighbor, y'all. Y'all leave her alone. <laughs> y'all lift your Bibles with me. iPhone, iPad, wherever you see the word of God. And repeat after me. This is my Bible. It is living. It is true. I am who the word says I am. I do what the word says I can do. I have the power to possess everything the word says I can have. Now my heart is ready to receive the word of God. John chapter 9 verse 23 through 25. 
I'm going to read the English Standard Version. Um, just want to read a little bit of this. I'm, I'm not going to preach the whole chapter, but I want to just focus in upon these, these three scriptures here for the sake of brevity. John chapter 9, verse 23, and when you get there, let it be known by saying, I'm there. Hear ye the reading of the word of God. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. Just, just let me do a verse of this song here. We've come a long way, Lord. We've come a long way. We've come a long way, Lord. We've come a long way. We've buried our burden through the heat of the day, knowing that the Lord would make a way. We've come a long way, Lord. We've come a long way. Come on, let me know what's up. We've come a long way. We've come, we've come a long way. I think I got your help right there. Come on, help me do it. We've come a long way, Lord. We've come, we've come a long way. We've buried our, we've buried our birth in the heat. No, it's that the Lord, that the Lord will be. We've come a long way. We've come. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. John chapter 9. I want to preach for a few moments uh, with this thought in mind. I want to preach when seeing makes you a target. When seeing makes you a target. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes seeing makes you a target. Now that was the wrong neighbor right there. Say, neighbor, oh neighbor, sometimes seeing makes you a target. Come on, put those hands together right there. Tell God thank you. I was sitting in the barbershop yesterday afternoon and as typical Jeremy Bowie fashion I was sitting there reading on my phone listening to the conversation this this middle-aged man, who was a bit more aged than I was, 
walked in, sat in the second chair, started getting a haircut, and he was loud and, you know, doing a lot of job talk as people do in the barbershop. And so the conversation started out talking a little bit about, you know, how things were going on in his life. Because the barbershop is not just a place for us to get haircuts. It's, it's a place where we get a chance to just let it all out. And the young man started talking about having to work on Martin Luther King holiday. He's talking a little bit about how he is a slave to his lifestyle. That he has to pay daycare, he has to do this, he has to do that and the other. And basically, it didn't really matter to him what the day was about because he had to go to work. And that's where the conversation got interesting. Because the owner of the shop looked at him and said, well, man, you can just tell him to pick it all. I mean, you a black man, you tell him you ain't coming to work. That, that this is, you know, this, this is a day for us. And, and the man then got on his own soapbox. And he said, it don't matter to me. He said, what did he do for us anyway? He said, there are a whole lot of folk who did stuff for us as a community. He was just another man. And then he, he went from there talking about, you know, Martin Luther King won't nothing but this and won't nothing but that. And ultimately, I gotta go to work. It doesn't even really matter. And I couldn't help but sit there and start thinking. Because I realized no matter what was said, this man was not going to change his mind. So there was no need of me butting in. But I started thinking about this man that has lived and died for the sake of our world who had a dream. And I thought about the fact that he was able to see some things that everybody else couldn't see. And here, after all of these years, you still have folk that are hating on folk that could see. And, and that's that's really what got me into this text here. Because I then began to understand 
that when you have insight and clarity, everybody doesn't like it. Y'all just hang on with me. We're going to get somewhere after a while. Listen. Um, because everybody with sight eyes don't want you to see. Because when you're blind to spiritual things, not only does it lead and often stem from ignorance and pride, but when you're spiritually blind, you're often easily manipulated. <laughs> you're often run amok and bamboozled. And, and oftentimes, the enemy of your soul does not want you to see because he's taking advantage of your blindness. And so that's why oftentimes the enemy comes after seeing people. And if the, if the enemy is not coming after you, if he never ever is getting on your trail, then maybe it's because you can't see the beginning. Because if you have any spirituality at all, if you've got any faith, any power of God in your soul at all, every once in a while, that old devil is going to show up in your business to get on your nerves. But when he comes, he's only coming because your eyes have been opened. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that, that's a good place to get into this text. Because the text, even though I, I went to John 9, 23 through 25, it really starts in verse number 1. And I need to ease into this text because there's something interesting happening here. Because Jesus here sees a blind man. <laughs> and I don't think that really registers well. But think of the fact that this man could not see Jesus. But Jesus saw him. And, and, and let me just let me just tell you something. That the one thing you've got to be grateful for is that when you look back on your life, even though I know you're in church today, even though you're on the choir today, even though you're praying and leading devotion today, the reality is you are only where you are because Jesus saw you when you couldn't see him. Don't have yeah, I don't know why y'all trying to pray with me this morning, but, but the reality is, is that every child of God ought to be thankful to the Lord of the Lord that because I could not see you, did not stop him from seeing me. Uh -huh. Because you ain't always had good vision. You, you ain't always been where you were. That there have been some times when you've been lost and dying on your way to hell, but thanks be unto God, and God came through and saw you when your eyes were not even on him. And, and Jesus 
sees the blind man. And the disciples have to ask a question. Well, Jesus, tell us something. Who sinned? This man, he is blind. He was blind since birth. Who did it? Did he do it? Or did his parents do it? Because somebody had to do it for him to be done. Because is it possible for the babies to fight and to sin in the womb? Is, is, is this leftover punishment from what his parents did? What, what, what's going on here? Because Jesus, now let's go back to John chapter 5. Because in John chapter 5, when you healed the lame man, you said, go and sin no more. Which, which means then that it must have been sin that made the man lame like he was. But here, the man has been blind since he was born. So he came out not seeing. So we want to know who did it. And Jesus says, nobody did it. No, but wait, hold on, Jesus. That ain't, that ain't how this works. Um, somebody had to be the guilty party. And Jesus says, he's not guilty. His parents aren't guilty. But the reason why he's in the position that he's in is because of God. Lord, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And, and I want to tell you something. I want to tell you why that messed up our theology. Because what we oftentimes like to do, we want to blame the devil. We want to blame somebody in our bloodline. It's my mama's fault. Or maybe it's the devil's fault. But what if what you're going through is because of God? Because every storm in your life is not because of what you've done. Some storms that come in your life are for the glory of God. Lord, have mercy up in here. And what if what you're going through was so that God could get some extra praise out of your life? What if the heartache that you went through is because God is trying to get another thank you Jesus out of your life? What if God was using your life to give his name the praise? Because notice here, Jesus, Jesus said, look, uh, God put him this way. <laughs> because notice here, I've got to work while it's day. I, I, because when night comes, nobody can work. See, see, the reason why this man is in the position that he's in is because God arranged it so. Because he knew I was coming through at this time with these disciples, and he knew this was an opportunity for me to show the power of God. Because the text shows us that many times those who think they can see are blind. 
But those who understand how blind they are can get their sight. Lord, have mercy here. And that's what the text is about. The text is about learning how to appreciate how blind you are so that God can give you back your sight. And a lot of times in the house of God, our issue is we want to act like we don't ever have no issue. We want to walk around in here like we don't ever make a mistake, like we never go the wrong way. We want to walk around in here like we just rolled out of heaven and came down this morning. But I want to tell you, when you understand how blind you are, that's what the Lord can give you what you've been praying for. And I came to tell somebody, stop acting all high and bullshit. not cheap because sight is expensive and let me let me show you why in the text because understand when you see you become a target and the enemy targets you in three ways First way that the enemy targets you, he targets the people who are around you. Look at somebody and say, check your crowd. Because I want you to understand, vision in your life is not just about you seeing God. It's also about looking at the folk who are around you. Because hear this, hear this. When God moves on your behalf, not only does he give you sight into who he is, but he shows you about the quality of folk that you are leaning on around you. Lord have mercy here. Uh, because let's be honest, everybody that you are leaning on ain't trustworthy. Because look at the text here. The text says that when the man got his sight back, they call in his parents. Because what they want to do is they want to get information about you on you. And, and here is what happened. They call the parents said. The parents, they said, look, is that your son? He is our son. Okay. Uh, was he born blind? Yep, he was born blind. How did he come to see? I don't know. You got to ask him. Come, come, come here. I'll do it one more time. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, here. Come on. Don't play. Come on. Let's do it. Uh, is this your son? Yes, it is my son. Okay. Was he born blind? Yes, he was born blind. Absolutely. Uh, how did he come to see? I don't know. You've got to ask him. Is this your son? Yes, that's our son. Mm -hmm. uh, was he born blind? Yes, he was born blind. How did he come to see? I don't know. Ask him. And, and I'm going to be honest with you here. 
Uh, several people, several people have, have said many things about this, but I want to do this. I, I want to suggest that one thing, even though I did not like their answer, because I really feel they took the easy way out. Because you could have said, we know something happened. And that he tells us the Lord did it. But instead of that, instead of that, they did not do They said, I'll tell you what you do, ask him. And what I give them credit for is the fact instead of speaking about stuff they don't know, they point you back. God help me here. To the person that's involved. You better say something like that, boy. And oh my God, how good our churches would be if we had folk who stopped talking about stuff they don't know and learn to point folk back to the source of the problem. You better talk to it because a lot of our problem is we put our mouths on things we don't even understand. You won't there, you don't know when, you don't know where, but you got all this to say. How about you sit down, drink you a glass of water, and point you back to who God told to do it? Cause, cause listen here, you ought not to be speaking on stuff that you don't know. And the enemy uses folk around you because everybody that you're connected to ain't covered. Lord, have mercy here. And everybody you leaning on ain't saved. Everybody you talking to don't know the Lord. Everybody that you having friends with don't have faith in their heart. And so the enemy will use those people. Because watch here. The people that the enemy likes to use, here it is, are folk that are afraid of other people. Lord have mercy, I ain't got enough time to get in all this. But the reality is that the folk that the enemy uses the first are those who are intimidated by other people. Because watch this, the, the parents were so caught up on their power and their privilege that they were afraid of being kicked out of the church. They were so worried that somebody was going to talk trash about them and tell them they could not come to the ministry no more and excommunicate them out of the temple until they wouldn't even make a stand on behalf of their own child. God help me up in here. They would not support their child. You know the crowd that said they love you, but they really ain't that loyal. You know that crowd. You know the ones who say they'll be there for you, but they really ain't there for you. They, they, they're with you as long as it's good, but when problems turn up, they won't stand with you. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The problem is here, if they would have said Jesus, look at what could have happened. They would have had an opportunity to praise Jesus. Lord have mercy here. But they were so caught up on folk, they couldn't even praise their God. 
Because look at the text. The text says, Jesus said the parents didn't do it. And the parents didn't know they didn't do it until Jesus said it. But now Jesus has said that you're not guilty, but they can't even tell God thank you. Lord, have mercy. And I will tell you something. You know what's really bad. It's bad when the Lord has done some stuff for you and you can't even give him the glory. That, that, that's a problem. It, it's one thing if you won't praise him, but it's a whole different animal when you want to praise him and you can't praise him. That's why, that's why you never ought to let a Sunday morning go by and you sit there with your mouth closed. You, that's why you never ought to walk in the house of God and never say, Lord, thank you for another opportunity. That's why you never ought to just come in the house of God and just sit there because you may not have this chance again because trouble might come, sickness might come, death may come. And so every chance you get, you ought to open up your mouth and tell God, thank you because you may not have this chance again. Number two, that's where I am. The enemy, you're targeted by the people around you, but number two, you are targeted to pressure you into changing your story. <laughs> because you understand, if the enemy cannot get to you through the people around you, he'll then try to make you change your story. <laughs> because he wants you to say the credit doesn't belong to God. Uh, because notice here, uh, the man has to let them know, look, I done told you what he did. I'm not changing my story. Because I know where I was, I know where I am, and I know the process it took for me to get here. And folk in the house of God that do not testify to the power of God are often those people who have forgotten what it took to get you to where you are. You better hear what I say to you. Because one thing is, when you understand all that you had to go through, in order to get to where you are, you don't allow folk to make you be quiet on your God. But you understand the Lord after everything you've done for me, I can't help but tell you thank you. Because I remember when I was lost. I remember when I was down. I remember when I was broke. I remember when I had a broken heart. And Lord, here you raised me up out of what I've been going through. So how dare I keep my mouth shut and be intimidated to fit in with some folk that are dying and going to hell around me just like I would be. Uh, see, what, what they wanted him to do was to say he was never blind. Because if he were to say he was never blind, then he could never have been healed. Lord have mercy here. Uh, that, but what you understand is, I can't lie about where I was. Lord, but because... Because one thing that I know about God is that I used to be a beggar. 
when I woke up this morning, I was a beggar. Lord, have mercy. When, when I got up this morning, I, I was a bumping into everything. I had to be led by the hand. Had to hold my cup out, hoping somebody would drop something in my cup. But now I can go where I want to go. Now I ain't got to be led no more. I make my own decisions. And when you were at the bottom and God raises you up, you learn how to give God the glory and the honor. Because if it had not been for the Lord on your side, if it wasn't for grace and mercy, you would not be where you are right now. Uh, and here, here, here's what we find. Not only were they trying to change, get the man to change his story, but here, here's the one. They, if they don't come at you through people and don't try to get you to change your story, here's what they do. They'll try to get you to pass judgment when you don't have all the facts. Because here's, here's what they said. They said, look, we know this man's a sinner. We know he is. And the reason why we know he's a sinner is because he didn't keep the law. Uh, he didn't obey what man said. And because God didn't obey what man said, He's got to be a sinner and not from God. Lord, help me here. Because in their mind, God can use a lawbreaker. In, in, in their mind, there's no way in the world that God can use somebody that doesn't follow what man says. <laughs> because if you were who you said you were. Then you would follow every law just the way us men came up with it. But the fact that you didn't do it means you can't be from God because we know what the Lord would do. We are smart enough to know the will of God. Because we've studied, we've been to school, and we know what the law would have us to do. And if you don't do it, you can't be from God. Well, the problem is they are misled in their understanding. Because God does not use perfect people. In fact, God doesn't even really use you until you've made some mistakes. Because when you learn to lean on God's love instead of the law, you find out that sometimes folk ain't going to like you. But, but here's what's funny. Funny part is, the man gets his sight and now they want him to start judging Jesus. 
just got his sight a little while ago. And now they want to put him in the judge's robe. Say, we want you to tell us this man is a sinner. I want to make sure that you get this right. And the man says, my job is not to be a judge. My job in this world is to be a witness. Because judges have to go off of evidence. But a witness goes off of experience. And my job as a child of God is not to sit and judge other people. No, no. My job is just to be a witness for the Lord. Because I know what the Lord can do. And the church people were angry because they said Jesus, you ought not to be doing this on the Sabbath day. But Jesus said, if you would have a sheep to fall in the ditch, you're not going to wait until after the Sabbath to get the sheep out the ditch. And if you can do that for a sheep, then surely I can lift up somebody who's fallen along the way. That if I can help somebody in the midst of what they're going through, then I'm going to do all that I can. But it's interesting that we're living in a world where people now care more about animals than they do about human beings. It's a mighty interesting where you go to jail faster for killing somebody's dog and then people can shoot black and brown bodies all over this country and get off with nothing wrong. It's a mighty interesting how we're living in a time that looks so much unlike Jesus because Jesus was the kind of a God that whenever he saw somebody in trouble, he didn't laugh at them. He didn't talk about them. He didn't kick them while they were down. But he found a way to pull them up and to put them back on their feet. Because that's what the Lord would have us to do. And that's why you ought to be not ashamed to tell the world of the goodness of God. That's why you ought to lift your hands and tell God thank you. Because God lifted you up. He dusted you off. And he put you back on your feet again. And that's what I came to tell somebody. That even when God will get you the sight back, it's not going to stop the haters from coming after you. It's not going to stop people from trying to use folk to get information about you. But one thing you can be glad about is that the Lord will lift you up. He'll make you higher over your enemies. Why don't you look at somebody and say, neighbor, 
stay with the Lord. Because the good news of the text is, is that after the church kicked the man out, Jesus found him. I almost missed somebody right there. That the church got mad and kicked the man out. But Jesus found him. Why is that a good thing to say? Because the one thing you understand is that sometimes folk will look at your funny. They'll roll their eyes at you. They'll treat you dirty. But sometimes you gotta lose some folk in order to see God for yourself. And that's what I came to tell somebody. If they hate no young, let them keep on hating. If they're lying on you, let them keep on lying. If they don't like the ground you walk on, let them keep on hating. But you hang on in there because the Lord will. He'll find you. Oh, yes, he will. And the Bible says that the Lord said that when they kick you out, I will in no ways kick you out of here. And so that means that when you come to God, he will undo to you what they've done to you. Which means that they may lie on you, but he'll never lie to you. They might mistreat you, but God is the best thing that you ever can imagine. And so lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and tell the Lord, thank you, because even though they mistreated me, the Lord will come to my rescue. The Lord will lift up my burden. The Lord will dry my tears. The Lord will put a smile on my face. Because greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Stand with me.